Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Cheryl Swoops writing and rewriting history. First ever national title for Texas Tech. Welcome all, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are on once again with your boy, Albie Shore. And the red team from Lubbock will be playing the red team from Houston this Saturday afternoon. We have a day game. And to discuss this day game, what we are calling the mid-off of Texas, we have the people's champ that is Jeremy Gillen. What's up, Jeremy? What's up, Albie? I've never been so unenthusiastic to talk about a football game in my life. So here we are. <laughs> well, I wonder how unenthused the fan base is. Like, what we've been, first of all, we've been flexed to FS2. So even Fox Sports was like, nah, don't nobody want to see this, right? So we've been flexed to FS2, um, which I don't even know if a lot of people have FS2, right? And, uh, you know, I, whenever we played Tarleton State, everybody was very surprised or, um, or not even not Charleston or uh, uh, yeah Charleston State. Everybody was very surprised at how packed the stadium was, right? It was packed for Oregon, of course, but it was also packed for Charleston State, and it was a little bit of a surprise that hmm, interesting, despite being zero two, a pretty packed house, right? Um, and you had talked about it, you mentioned it, like that was your first game there, and it was a very big surprise then. Now, but after that, and maybe and, and maybe a big piece of that was that despite we were zero two, we were still and despite being 0-2, and despite the fact that we, the way we lost to Oregon, we still played a top 15 team pretty well. So maybe that gave fans hope. Um, that hope was likely dashed when you're losing to one of the worst teams in the Big 12 in West Virginia. You know, I'm curious if this will still be a packed house. Mind you, the game is technically sold out. I mean, I'm looking at the tickets right now. You can get, you, it's still a, it's still a you know forty three dollar ticket fifty dollar ticket for nosebleeds, right? So like that shows that there's at least some, uh, you know, some want for this game. There's at least some 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 people are going right. But what do you, I mean? What do you think the fan base's approach to this game is? Or maybe it's the thought of hey, well we should be able to win this game. Maybe hopefully, by the love of God. I'm, I do think that an interesting piece of it for like to keep up intrigue is that Houston is a, a team that we've in recent history had success against that like, okay, maybe we can continue that energy. Also Donovan Smith is coming back to play for the Cougars this time. And it is Houston's like first time in the Jones as a big 12 team. So there's like a lot of small storylines going on here. Not that that's really anything to get fans up in a hustle about, but I don't know what else are you going to do at a two 30 <laughs> Saturday. That's true. That's true. I mean, so it is interesting. So Barry Morton who did get hurt in last week's game, is going to play. He's 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 the starter. Uh, Tyler Shuck, of course, is is out. Um, is out. But but Baron Morton is going to start in this game. Um, you know, so that that has some intrigue as well. You mentioned Donovan Smith coming back to play his former team. There there drives in some intrigue there. Uh, so but let's talk about Baron Morton first. 
start of the year. What is this going to be? Is what second career, third career start overall? Second career start overall. He started last year's game against Oklahoma State before getting injured himself. Uh, this will be his second career start, um, and his first full week is QB one. Even last year against Oklahoma State, I don't know if he had. Remember, he wasn't announced as a starter until game day, right? So this may be his first week of being knowing that I am QB one. I am the starting quarterback for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. I am uh, practicing with the ones. This is my offense. Let's roll. The first week where the offensive coordinator is at Kitley is saying, okay, this is my quarterback. This is the quarterback that I am I have, right? So that may change things against what is, let's face it, a, not the best defense. I think that there is, past the casual uh, football fan right because what we're starting to talk about now is kind of the deeper in line of we're interested to see where morton where morton's going to come at like where morton's going to come at in this game is he going to improve on his like last week it was 13 to 37 158 yards right um not a stellar performance not the same kind of performance that he had against oklahoma state which is where a lot of people have like gathered a lot of that energy around wanting morton to be the starter um really didn't pan out against west virginia and not necessarily his fault um, but now we get to see no holds bar, you know, he had a whole week with the ones in practice. Now he gets to start the game. What is he going to get going against a team that is not doing well this season? But I will say Houston has done a very good job of taking the ball away. They've got like, um, I think they have six interceptions on the season already and three forced fumbles. So the, the defense for all its woes, has done it has done a really good job better than we have in terms of taking like getting take uh ooh, getting takeaways on defense so it's going to be kind of an interesting will morton be able to protect the ball well and play effectively or is houston going to still continue this trend of getting takeaways and putting their team in a good spot to do something with it you know whether they do that or not kind of sounds like texas tech but you know <laughs> they're also having a decent defensive season uh in, in regards to that yeah, like a good good example of that is UTSA. UTSA they balled, they balled out against UTSA. Uh, three interceptions in that game. Um, you know, I do look at the, the the biggest reference point to to how good or bad Houston may be is the TCU game. They got beat thirty six to thirteen, but to your point, they got two turnovers in that game. Despite getting beat by 23 points, they still got a fumble recovery and an interception. And despite, and, and I will say, you got to watch out for Malik Fleming, right? Malik Fleming is having himself a bit of a year. Already three interceptions on the year for Malik Fleming. And, and that's that's Houston's whole MO. Like, the Houston Cougars' whole MO is our team top to bottom is not very good, but we got some studs that could play anywhere, Right? Tank Dell was a receiver for a few years there. He could play anywhere. Ed Oliver, DT that they had, could have played anywhere. And so that and Malik Fleming's another one. Like that's and that's how Houston has been for a long time, where they they just top to bottom, not a very good team. But then there's some guys that just flash, and, and I do think Malik Fleming, Malik Fleming, uh, is one of those guys, right? He's already matched his his season total from last year in what four games. So, so definitely one to watch out for. If you think that Duran Bradley is open and Malik Fleming's the one supposed to be guarding him, it may not be that open. And so, I wonder. So, for Morton to understand that, that I got to watch out for some of these guys is going to be in, is going to be uh, important. So, let's talk about the Houston Cougars, Jeremy. Let's talk about them. So, the Houston Cougars, right? So, they're they're quarterback. I, you know what, Mister Dillon, the floor is yours. 
Talk about Donovan Smith. <laughs> uh, as we may know, Houston's starting quarterback for the season is one Donovan Smith, who played a excellent, albeit uh, trouble-laden season last year with the Red Raiders during our kind of quarterback carousel throughout the season, not really deciding who's who. And then by the time the bowl game came around, Donovan Smith is ultimately pigeonholed into the gadget quarterback style like that. Hey, we're in the red zone. We're needing a big quarterback to make a difference. And like, if we're going to do a run or an RPO, you know, have somebody who can get us that short yardage really well. And he, of all the three quarterbacks we had, Donovan Smith is the one that you wanted to be able to run for like three yards to get you the first. Um, he's a guy that's so big. If he falls down, he's gaining a yard. So uh, in the off season or deciding to transfer out of Texas tech ends up going to Houston, who we pick up in the big 12. Um, not an incredible season so far. Um, hasn't played out of his mind. He, he had a good game against UTSA, but struggled a lot against uh, a rice team that is actually proving to be a lot better than most people thought, unless your name was uh, Shehan. Uh, and it's just like, that was a surprise. And then TCU obviously struggling against a very veteran or a very strong, uh, traditionally strong defensive team in the Horned Frogs. Uh, but did get a bounce back. I mean, bounce back pretty well against... Uh, they just played Sam Houston, and it's not like a big thing, but it's good for momentum building. He goes 31 of 40, nearly throwing 300 yards with a touchdown. And so Donovan Smith, we know what we're getting into, right? This is a big quarterback, physically large quarterback, who when he gets in the zone, if you allow him to get a rhythm, to get some confidence, it's hard to beat him. Um, and so that kind of takes away the question of the, the offensive court, like coordination for Houston, like uh, I was on the Scott and Holman podcast, and they were kind of having some grievances that they're still trying to figure out how to use Smith most effectively. Like, they know that the, he's their QB1, but they don't really know how to best utilize him and balance his running ability with a, a, a kind of growing passing ability, right? He's not the stellar passer, but he's, they, he's like— They know how to use him when it's first and goal from the two. Tell you that much. They, they, <laughs> hey, they know what's short yardage. They know again. They know what they got. Short yardage guy. He's he's it. So just really try to figure out how to make him most effective, and I expect that to be an interesting foray into this game, as he is very familiar with Texas Tech. Like he he spent time here. He knows Joey McGuire. He knows the system. How do you come out and perform against that? How does Dana Holgerson draw up against a team that he's been having a lot of trouble uh, with? as the Cougars coach. So um, I expect him to have a decent game, but I am curious to see how he holds emotionally against a team that he wanted to play for, but never got the opportunity. Who would you rather have? Donovan Smith, 94 for 155, a little over 1,000 yards passing, uh, eight touchdowns total, five passing, three running, uh, and three picks with losses to Rice and TCU. Or... Would you rather have Tyler Shuck, 67 for 111, 746 yards, seven touchdowns, four picks, uh, with losses to Wyoming and Oregon? You already know my answer. <laughs> I want the guy who's not hurt. <laughs> I want the guy. No, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm asking, who do you think is having a better season? Like, if you if you had to pick. If it was just those head. and they were, and Shuck was still starting, I think Donovan Smith is having the better season because Donovan Smith isn't a veteran. Tyler Shuck should. Like Tyler Shuck should have, I think his stats should look a lot differently. Even though the teams that we have played, there have just been opportunities kind of left on the field. Whether it's his fault, whether it's the receiver's fault, whether it's the offensive coordinator's fault. Like, you know, 
there's been a lot more left on the field. I think with Donovan Smith, I still give him the learning to be QB1 for an entire season buff, you know, and I think that he just has a higher ceiling with the time that they have left. And so, so far throughout the season, I think Donovan Smith's having a better a better year. Um, albeit, I would say that the competition for Shuck has been harder. But in the same thing, like he played really well against Oregon, but he fell flat against um, Tarleton State. Like he didn't perform really. He could have dominated in Tarleton State, and he really didn't. And so... And then, um, you know, that West Virginia beginning was a wash, but it just didn't feel like anything was changing. So for me, in my opinion, it's just uh, Donovan Smith. So, Jeremy, why do you hate white QBs? Um, uh, you know, we're really kicking off the mid off of Texas, right? Cause both they're, they're just both bad answers. <laughs> they're both having pretty crappy years, but I will say eight touchdowns on the season for Donovan Smith is impressive. Like I said, short yardage, they know he's a big boy. He's going to get it in. And so that's something that I will say has been a kind of a strength for Texas tech. Texas tech is the 13th best run defense by metrics in the country. Uh, for, for power five teams. And so our run defense has actually been pretty good. And I do think Donovan Smith's not a fast guy. He's never been a fast guy. His whole thing is, I am big. I'm going to try. And as a quarterback, I'm surprisingly probably able to run you over. Right? But we got some guys on our line. This is one of the biggest lines we've had with the exception of skinny Steve Linton on the side there. But it's one of the bigger lines that we've we've had. And so he, it's going to be harder for him to do a two-yard run up the middle. It's going to be harder for him to do some of these things to kind of play a little bit more into our strength. And it also, but their strength, kind of that yin and yang, is Donovan Smith being the power back. Then they got a guy out in Klein Forest, Klein, Texas, Parker Jenkins, right? Parker Jenkins, true freshman, 18 years old, straight out of high school. He's had a really good season. He's RB1 right from the jump for U of H, and he's had a really, really good season, averaging over five yards a carry and three touchdowns. Um, and so that is kind of there. And he's fast, quick, quick guy, um, was under under-recruited. And he's really showing out immediately uh, for this team, already having a quite a quite a good a few good games. Though I will say that's how TC was able to dominate is because he ain't, he ain't do too much. A lot of his production has come from that Sam Houston game uh, from last week, where he did get over 100 yards for the first time in his career. Uh, but Parker Jenkins is definitely an interesting one coming out of coming out of Klein there. Also, another one to look out for, which great name. Right, all Big Twelve name, uh, Joe Manjack. Joe Manjack the fourth. The fourth. There's been three. There's been three, been three other three other Joe Manjacks. All right. So, uh, but when you have a last name like Manjack, you got to be tough. Like that's this at this level, you're a tough guy. Tough and terrifying. That's what yeah, that yeah. screams to me. Because you can't you can't go through your whole life with the last name Manjack. And not be and be, and be a winter and a man jack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, man. There's like the jokes are just filling up in my head right now, and I don't, I don't even know the guy. Imagine if I actually knew him. He was a close friend. Oh my god, right? So he's so, but he's he's actually jokes aside. Uh, Joe Manjack is 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 having a really good season. As is the receiving core overall. Um, Samuel Brown is also right now currently leading the team in, in receiving yards with 400, 400 yards total um, as is Golden right now. And Golden, Matthew Golden, four touchdowns on the season. Um, and so that receiving core is good. They're helping Donovan Smith out, and I think that's a big reason why he has over 1,000 yards because it's a decent receiving core. Houston, just like Texas Tech, it's not hard to find receivers for the Cougars. So um, that offense is kind of built on there. But flip side of that, 
O-line questionable. O-line questionable. So I think that uh, it, it's – I hate how much it's like looking in a mirror in a lot of ways. Um, although I will say, well, proportionately, Houston's kind of doing the same thing that Texas Tech has been doing. And, like, we want to run our quarterbacks more than we're running the running backs – uh, because Donovan Smith has already picked up, like I saw, what was it, forty something, forty six carries on the season. Uh, to be no, Park- to be fair, it was, it was thirty four carries on the season because they in college football they count sacks as as quote unquote runs. He's been oh, sacked twelve right. times. Yeah. Now oh, yeah. If we know Donovan Smith, and we know a lot of those sacks aren't necessarily the O line's fault, or some of those sacks aren't the O line's fault, but a lot of them are. Like this O line is porous; they're not great, and so. Um, you know, I wonder how much some of that plays into the fact that this O line is with our D line, we can we're gonna be able to get after D Smith. Yeah, absolutely. So it's gonna come down and really I think defensively, if we're kind of pointing towards that, the key to this game is just having doing what we actually do really well, which is the run defense. The box for Texas Tech is really strong. I would say top five in the Big Twelve, no doubt. Even with our terrible, terrible record. It is hard for teams to run against us and run against us efficiently. Um, the whole quarterback thing where quarterbacks will spend time in the pass and then decide to run it, that that kind of breaks down the defense no matter really who you are, uh, unless we're deciding to finally spy, which I wish we, God, please just start spying. Um, but defensively, I think Texas Tech has a really good advantage in this game for the fact that Houston's porous uh, offensive line plays to our strength. And the hard thing about that, though, is that on the flip side... We're kind of in a similar boat, and we're in a similar boat without as uh, seasoned or without as conditioned a quarterback this season, right? Because Donovan Smith's coming in and playing. He's got he's starting he's starting all the games. He's finishing all the games. Baron Morton got a little bit of looks at West Virginia, didn't look great. So now, or he got a little bit. He got good looks at Tarleton State, but again, Tarleton State. Then he got some looks at a real quality uh, Big 12 opponent. Didn't look great. And now we're kind of like, okay. Well, so no, I was just going to say, I do think there's something to knowing you're the starter. Knowing you're going to play. Right? Like, I I do think, and and don't get me wrong, I know we always talk about, like, you know, next man up and always have your helmet on and, you know, always be ready to play. But there is something. We've seen it. I want to bring this this piece up. Uh, And and no, I'm, I'm not necessarily comparing the two. But I have made this comparison before. Um, so the first time I ever saw Patrick Mahomes play for Texas Tech, Davis Webb was struggling that year. There were some calls for the, the, the true freshman, um, out of White House to be playing. I was like, no, this guy's going to suck. He's a true freshman. He's 18 years old. It's not going to be any good. You just have to stick with Davis Webb, right? First time I saw him play, Davis Webb goes out for a few series and this, you know, light-skinned kid from, from White House comes in and he was awful against Oklahoma State. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. I was able to say, hey, see? This guy stinks. It's not any good. Then he comes back out again. Davis Webb gets hurt again. He plays a few drives against K-State. Still not very good, but better. Not good, but better. Right? Comes out against TCU. Um, again, stinks. The guy stinks, right? But he throws a touchdown pass. I'm like, okay, well, you know, he still stinks. I mean, you know, I still don't think this guy's any good. Against Texas, Texas roughs him up. Boy, Texas goes out to kill him. But... He gets back up each time, gets back up. And then the legend of Pat Mahomes started with the loss against Oklahoma. We lose against Oklahoma, but he throws four touchdown passes, no interceptions. And then, of course, everybody remembers Baylor. So 
The reason I say that is that game against Oklahoma, well, because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Davis Webb, and I got to remember this back to, this was what, nine years ago now, eight years ago. Um, I believe Davis Webb got to hurt in that Texas game, right? And he'd been battling injury up until the Texas game. And uh, the Oklahoma game was the first game where Pat knew, I am the starter for this team. There is nobody else. Excuse me. Oh, no, sorry. Texas was actually his first game, but he got hurt in that one. Vincent Testaverde came in. Shout out to shout out to Vinny. Vincent Testaverde came in because um, he got hurt in the Texas game. But I will say, uh, that being said, Oklahoma was the first game healthy, played the whole game. I know I'm the starter. I know I'm QB1. And he went out, had a decent game, and a loss, of course, but had a decent game. So I do think there's something to be said for Baron Morton knowing he's QB1 for the full week. No questions, no ifs, ands, or buts. I got to go out and ball again in front of the home crowd, right? Where we have been a lot better. I mean, there's no no doubt about it. We've been a lot better at home. And that's not just that right at this point, I, I'm calling it a cultural thing for Joey McGuire's staff and, and for Texas Tech is that we are Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? We are. And actually, flip side of it, because you want to be on football, Dr. Jekyll. So we are Dr. Jekyll at home. We're mean, scary, big, physical. And we are offensively, we are soft and nice on the road. And we don't get things done, right? But, you know, I do think that I'm not saying necessarily to throw the tape on Baron Morton from last week away. But I do. I don't expect the same thing when you know you're QB1 and you're at home. I just don't expect the same thing, the same Baron. I'm hoping to see the Baron we did see last week. I mean, I think we're all hoping to see the Baron we saw last year, I should say, against Oklahoma State where he was killing. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I think that's a really good point. And a lot of psychology goes into this, and we kind of touch on it here and there. Um, so I will be interested to see how we kind of – maybe it's just taking – maybe what it really is is that it's just taking the pressure off of everything has to look crisp and clean. And you get to go out there, and the ultimate goal is just win, you know. And maybe that's the maybe that's exactly what um, this offense needs, because we don't have a dude. We don't have a dude. Taj Brooks is a dude, but we refuse to use him, right? And if we're gonna have any chance in this game, you're gonna have to use him. So we use him last week. <laughs> we use him yeah. last week. Um, well, first, you know, first running back to go over 140 <laughs> yards in back-to-back games since my boy DeAndre Washington. Um, you know, and so there's there's that. We did use him last week. It did, I was comforted in the fact that in the fact that Zach Kittley used a running game again because he was kind of forced to, but that he he at least it shows that he has confidence. Whether that's through him or through his boss saying, "Boy, you better use him," because <laughs> I could easily see Zach Joey McGuire and Zach Kittley, Joey calling Zach to his office. Listen, son, <laughs> you see you see you know what time it is? It's touch time. It's touch time. Uh, But I do think that in the quarterback realm, I wonder really looking back, how much pressure did like Tyler Shuck hold on his shoulders in those first games, uh, knowing that, you know, a lot of people are excited about Baron Morton and like looking forward to Baron Morton and, you know, hey, Baron Morton probably get the QB one look and like this. There was a lot of like subtle narrative around that, and so I wonder now that we kind of eliminated that pressure because like Jake Strong, you know, Jake Strong's on the roster, but I don't think nobody's thinking it's going to be a oh, Baron Morton's kind of stinking. Throw no, it, throw no. it back to Jake. <laughs> nobody's going to say Jake Strong. I will say it is funny how the narrative changed though. 
like the narrative completely changed from man Tyler Shuck stinks to hold on now it's not Baron's fault <laughs> it's like I think Emery was the one that posted this this uh Emery lighter shout out to Emery that posted this meme of the juxtaposition to fans talking about Tyler Shuck struggles versus Baron Morning struggles and it was Gordon Ramsay where it was like Tyler Shuck's like you effing donkey and then it was Baron Morning's like oh come here it's not your fault oh it's okay <laughs> it's not Kelly's pat, pat, pat. It's, no it's yeah. not you <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's exactly that's how what it felt like so true yeah you know so the ultimate goal absolutely this friday is going to be winning the game or saturday sorry it's going to be winning the game um that's the team's ultimate goal i know that's what the fan base wants me personally my ultimate goal is to look good and look fresh and that's why i got to talk about our partners at charlie hustle clothing company charlie hustle is a vintage inspired clothing company based out of kansas city that specializes in collegiate texas tech apparel and their hometown pat mahomes kansas chiefs uh apparel as well right because let's face it whether your primary team are the houston texans or the dallas cowboys um or or you know the the all of or the saints or whoever all of our backup teams are the chiefs right with Pat Mahomes. And that's, that is what Charlie Hustle um, specializes in. They want us to be, they want each and every one of us to be the best dressed fan this season. So make sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your Texas Tech spirit all season long. With, they've got us covered with all the collegiate apparel needs. Um, we complete, incredibly soft gear. Jeremy talked about it before, about his feeling like, He's wearing a cloud. That was man. That was a nice, nice little ad thing there. And then also, like I said, there are partners. There are partners. We're working with them. Try to get all of you some of the best gear out there. And not only that, because we're working with them, they're gonna hook us all up, right? Use promo code ten twelve fifteen for fifteen percent off of on of all non sale items. That is T E N one two one five for fifteen percent off. Shop today at charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle Vintage Made fresh and don't forget we've got the giveaway going on so we have a tweet up we'll retweet it today if you retweet that follow charlie hustle follow follow the tortillas and takes podcast on twitter uh and you get randomly selected we'll give you a free t-shirt everybody wants a free t-shirt it costs you literally Love nothing. free t-shirts one one millionth of a space on your digital like a bit like whatever just retweet and there you go that's right i've once shoved a kid in the face at a sporting event for a free t-shirt Please believe we, it. <laughs> we we want this Texas Tech team to be anything but soft, but damn it, we want our shirts to be like a cloud. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. That's right. So Texas Tech, Houston, this Saturday, the mid-off of Texas. I'm going to keep saying it because it's the mid-off. They're both, both, like, let me tell you something. Right now, my expectation for Texas Tech, now I'm just like, please make a bowl game. For Houston, um, I, I have personally, I think this is the, I, I have thought before the season began, this is the worst team in the conference. Nothing that has happened in the first four weeks of the season lead me to believe anything different. They were in a dogfight with UTSA, which UTSA is a, a, a decent group of five teams. So I'm not, nothing to be ashamed that that you were in a dogfight with them because people expected that to be a close game anyway, right? But they did win the game, and all men all matters is the Ws. They lose to Rice, which again, like you said, Rice is a better team than expected. It's still Rice. I don't give a damn. It's still Rice. Right, get blown out by TCU as expected, and you you beat Sam Houston that just now got promoted to the F- FBS level. Congrats! Um, so yeah, I it just I still think this is the worst team in the conference. Um, I think they have a couple studs, um, like Fleming, 
uh, like like uh, uh, the running back, um, Parker Jenkins. Um, like Donovan, listen, I still like Donovan Smith. I think he's a good player as well, but the team is not good. And they're not good in the trenches, right? They're not good in the trenches where it matters. O-line, D-line. That's where they, they lack. Um, you know, somebody made the, the comment that you, you can tell they don't belong when they get off the bus. For, they're talking about Texas Tech, which is complete BS. Uh, but when it comes to the U of H, you can tell they don't belong when they get off the bus. Like they don't, the, the team's not big. They're not big. And I think this is one of those situations. Everybody talks about the fact that, oh, Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, yada, yada, yada. This is one of those teams. Time to start beating up on, on the quote-unquote little guy. Right? Prove your dominance a little bit. Um, and like you said, in the, in the new age, it's funny because Houston still leads the all-time series between these two schools. Uh, anybody under the age of 35 will not remember that. No, under the age of 40. Screw it, not even 35. Under the age of 40 will, will not remember that because we've dominated the series. Right? We've absolutely dominated the series with the exception of that time that Mike Leach went for it on fourth down um, and didn't get it uh, back in 09. But um, outside of that game, we've won most of the matchups, if not or actually all the matchups in the new millennia. So, um, yeah, we and we just got to do it again. So um, before we get to the prize picks prediction, Jeremy, anything else? There's reason to hope. There's reason to hope. Reason to hope. I, I do think the stadium will be packed, so that'll be good. So, Prize picks prediction time. Jeremy Gillen. So prize prize picks, as always, go to prizepicks.com. Make your selection on prize picks. You know, we and, and we, we try to help y'all out. Not enough of y'all are using the promo code, but dude, it's free money. Takes 12, T-A-K-E-S, one, two, takes 12. Just like that, they do a they do a full match up to a hundred bucks. It's a free hundred dollars in your pocket. In your like that's talk about talk about getting a free T-shirt. What about free money? Right? You can, you Amen. Can, you can go ahead and buy a Charlie Hustle T-shirt. All right. Still using our promo code, of course. But go ahead and buy a, a Charlie Hustle T-shirt with that right there. Right. So um, I will say because we're recording this podcast a little bit late, we do have some Prize Picks pieces here. So Jeremy, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you to the test a little bit and do some over unders here. We got a couple. So, first things first, Baron Morton, 241.5 pass yards over under for Mr. Morton. That's a gamble. That's the gamble. Uh, I like your opinion about knowing you're the starter. I like the idea that he's been working with the ones all week, and he's the only one they're game planning for. So, over. Hammer. Hammer. Hammer at home. Over 241.5. I like it. I like it a lot, and I'm agree. I'm going to agree. Fleming's a beast. They actually have to have some good corners in here. Um, if they had an interception prop, I probably would stay away from it, to be honest with you. But 241 and a half, especially since Kitley likes to throw, I agree with that. So, the other guy we have in here, Duran Bradley, 60 and a half receiving yards, over under. 60? Yeah. I'm going to say under, actually. Dang, no faith. I'm going to say under because I just have not – then the, here's the problem is that he may have some drops and he may not get targeted a lot, but he'll probably like catch three or four and get 120. And then I just sound stupid uh, because he's taking, you know, breaking off really long balls. But it's gonna, that's going to depend on the game plan. It's going to depend on, um, you know, Jerram Bradley showing up this week. And against Houston, maybe. But I'm going to just go ahead and say under, but like right under. You're wrong, Jeremy. I'm hammering the over. I'm hammering the <laughs> over. He had 88. Uh, 88 yards against Wyoming, 83 yards against Oregon. Um, and I actually, I think it'd be wise for Morton to say, you know what, 
though uh, Dre McCray and X White have kind of been the safety blankets for Morton in the last game against West Virginia, I, say, I expect it's effort. Duran Bradley's out there somewhere. So I'm going to hammer the over there. Give me your most important player on offense in this game. Taj Brooks. Taj Brooks. Taj Brooks. And I will say one more time. Taj Brooks. Um, listen, Texas or uh, Texas Tech needs to run the ball more. Why? Because Taj Brooks. Here's where Houston has been struggling this season. Um, UTSA hammers Houston for over 200 yards in the ground. TCU gets like 250 yards in its win. You have an excellent running back in Taj Brooks. Houston is having a difficult time really holding uh, opposing offenses, running running attempts. If you know what they're suffering against, go for that. Go for the weakness. Use Taj Brooks. That will also set up the pass. Like he is such an instrumental player. He's the dude. So that's that's the pick for me. Really going on a limb there, Jeremy. Now, I will say this though. Last time you said you did this and I made fun of you for it, he went out and did another 149 yard game. So I guess I can't I can't roast you too much <laughs> because you're going out on a limb, but it's a good limb. But you are right. When they, when they played Cavor, uh, uh, UTSA, Kavorian Barnes had a he had a hundred yard game. You know, uh, uh, when they played when they played Rice um, combined, I mean, this is Dean Connors went eight carries for 48 yards like nothing, right? Um, and then even when playing TCU, Amani Bailey balled out for 126 yards. So I, I, I absolutely agree with you that uh, their secondary is their strength, in my opinion. And so let's gash them. Where they're weak, their D line to me isn't very impressive. Their their D line is a little bit more weak, so let's gash them where where it matters there. So so good piece there. Um, what about defensively? Who do you got? Hoping that we key in on the fact that they're going to want to use Donovan Smith to do something that we are not good at defending, which is a running quarterback. I hope that it's somebody like Ben Roberts making the big difference here. Um, and we talked about, I mean, we talked about in the chat that. Uh, Jacob Rodriguez is coming back. Like he's a, his timetable has kind of moved up. He's healing well, um, seeing a lot of progress there. So we should see him uh, maybe for the Kansas State game, but most likely for uh, BYU, who we play after that. So Ben Roberts, and this kind of goes to that quarterback, uh, you know, knowing your place in the depth chart thing. Ben Roberts has, a, in, a, in, a, in a sense, has an idea of like, okay, I, I came in, I've been making a huge impact. Here's how much time, like, if I just if in my mind I expect him to come back and start, this is how much time I have to make a difference. And so I don't expect Ben Roberts to be like letting off the gas. I mean, this guy has come in and made a difference defensively for this team from game one, and he did it against a really tough team in Oregon. So for me, Ben Roberts continuing to push the needle, continuing to want to be the it guy for this Texas Tech defense. I hope they use him in some spy for like a, some spy formation. Because uh, him against Donovan Smith would be a really good, a really good, uh, I don't know, that'd be a really good matchup. Yeah, so I was going to say C.J. Baskerville. Um, C.J. Baskerville, you know, had probably probably his best game as a Red Raider last week, um, you know, with those seven touchdowns, even though he did let up that, or seven tackles, even though he did let, let up that touchdown. Um, but, you know, so I was going to say C.J. Baskerville, because uh, I think he's getting better. I think that rate, he's getting better, more comfortable in the rating position. Uh, but I'm going to say this, because I, I truly believe this. Uh, if the law firm balls, I don't think we have a chance of losing. <clears throat> if if, if Jalen Hutchins and Tony Bradford ball out right there, the D-tackle spot, D-tackle DN spot, and make it very difficult up the middle for Donovan Smith, where that's where he likes to run. If he's going to run, he's going to try to run up the middle and make that difficult. 
right? If he can't step up into the pocket or he can't step around those the law firm, I don't see it. I don't see a chance of us losing, right? Like that. It's that. It's that simple. Um, so I'm gonna say the law firm, primarily Jalen Hutchins being a big boy and covering up the middle there, but really both of them, Jalen Hutchins and Tony Bradford, um, and it'll make that life that much easier uh, for the sack boys, um, guys like Steve Linton, guys like maybe even a Ben Roberts, right? But Jalen Hutchins had two and a half sacks just last week alone. Like he is. Talk about guys that are, are you know, we talked about how Duran Brady's not necessarily living up to the preseason hype as much. You know who is Jalen Hutchins? <laughs> that guy's killing it. He's having a really good season. So, um, so yeah, but the law firm, both him and Tony Bradford, them balling out there, uh, I think will really help, help really mitigate the the some of the skill that Donovan Smith have. So, Jeremy, your boy comes back to Lubbock, Texas. What is your prize picks prediction? for the score and who wins it is going against every bone in my body don't do it to have optimism don't do it to have a, uh, <laughs> i think that there's still too many questions for texas tech i think houston is getting a little bit of momentum they want to make a statement in the big 12 so Give me Houston winning against Texas Tech for the first time in a long time and for the last time in an even longer period of time. Uh, but give me Houston winning like a disgusting, like 27 to 24 <laughs> game of just too many mistakes and just somebody getting lucky. The mid off of Texas this is where we are. Jeremy is predicting a Texas Tech loss at home to the Houston Cougars. And with reason, with reason, like the team hasn't looked good. We're on our backup quarterback now who didn't look good last week against West Virginia. Um, no doubt about yeah, that. You haven't given me anything to say. Yeah, no, I mean, and last time in this game, when we played Houston last year, Donovan Smith actually threw for 350 yards in that game, right? For, for, for Texas You needed Tech. him for the overtime needed win. needed him for the overtime win. If it wasn't for Donovan Smith, we probably don't win that game. Um, and that was a game also that was at home in Lubbock that we thought we were going to be able to win. Fair, I, I know I did, thought I'd be able to win fairly handily. Ugly 2020 game. We needed a Trey Wolf field goal to, um, at the very end to, uh, the three seconds to go to get us there. Um, you know, and like I said, Donovan Smith was, he was a savior. Like, there's nothing really from what we've seen to tell us that we're going to win this game. Except, Houston stinks, Jeremy. They stink. They're, they do stink. <laughs> Houston, they're not good. So do we. They're, no, I'm sorry. We, I, this, they, they stink, Jeremy. They are not good by any stretch. By any stretch. I've done a really good job on this podcast of giving them credit where credit's due. I do think they have some beasts in them. Malik Dun- Funny enough, Malik Dunlap is actually tied with Malik Fleming for the, the, the league lead in interceptions with three. but And actually should have four, but I digress. Um, and so and I, it won't surprise me if he even gets an interception in this game against Baron Morton, right? This may be an ugly, disgusting game. But luckily, I, we have such, I think, a... Benefit in the trenches, both O line and D line, right? Where we have that advantage. We have linebackers a little bit of a wash. We have that advantage there. I think our secondary is better because though they have Fleming, they don't have much else, right? Uh, it's just it's such a a. It's they're so bad, Jeremy. They're so bad. They're not a good team. They are not a good team. If they win this game, this might be their only conference win, right? Like I, that's how I feel about U of H. We the the problem here is is that a loss here. It might be a nail in the coffin for Dana Hogerson, and I don't want that. I would like Dana Hogerson to be the head coach of the Houston Cougars for a long time. Why? Because he doesn't deserve it, and therefore they don't deserve to lose him. Um, <laughs> but 
I just I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it going. I'm gonna keep it going. Texas Tech wins this one. Uh, let's go ahead and say I'm gonna steal your 27 for the good guys and say 27 to uh, to 17. 27 to 17. Uh, yeah, Dang. they're not good, Jeremy. This is much more of an indictment. No, I know this is that. much more of an indictment on Houston <laughs> than it is on Texas Tech. It's not that I'm saying this because I think Texas sure. Tech is good. I'm saying this because I think Houston is that bad, right? Like that's really that's really what it boils down to. And I think we're playing Houston at a time where we need to play a team like Houston, right? Statistics be damned. It's about who feels worse right now. <laughs> it's Houston. Yeah. Well, no. Funny enough, they don't. I don't think. But also, I think the flip side of this is we are a lot better at home. We are a lot better at home. So there's that too, right? Like we do get in a groove. We're just a lot, a lot better at home. Now, when we play Texas Tech versus Baylor, that is the true mid-off of Texas because both of those two teams, my God, man. Oh, it's oh, it's a true butt bowl. The true butt bowl. The booty, booty butt bowl, right? Uh, but Houston also a nice little mid-off. We're playing them at the right time. Uh, and it's a home game. It's a home game. So give me uh, – Give me, give me the Red Raiders over the Cougs, 27-17. Um, so, yeah, anything else you want to say to the people, Jeremy? Your women's soccer team is amazing. They are, man. You know, you know what? Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. The women's soccer team, listen, if we lose this game against Houston, this is going to become a soccer podcast from there on, a women's soccer podcast from here on out. We, we lose a game on Saturday against Houston, we're just calling it, and we're going to start talking about the women's soccer team because they deserve credit. Huge wins over Texas and Baylor. Last week, two ranked opponents. Now we're top 15 because they've woken up. And they said, you know what? This Texas Tech team is pretty good. Uh, right now, getting up to be the best season we've had since we had a, you know, this relative unknown. I don't know if you've heard of her, Janine Becky. Um, since Janine Becky was in tow, this has been the best season since then. And now starting to open up eyeballs, conference championship contenders. Hey, shout out to the soccer team. Shout out to the volleyball team. Yo, the volleyball team's balling out too. Right? Right now. The worst fall sport is the one you didn't want to be the worst fall sport. Ah, <laughs> uh, aren't they ranked the volleyball team? Uh, oh, they're no. still right outside. They're they're outside. The women's right team, uh, the soccer team is ranked. So, soccer team is ranked. I knew that, but understandably because they have yet to lose. So yeah, yeah, you kind of, you kind of. Uh, it's funny they they drew their first game and they're like, ah, it's gonna be a rough season. <laughs> then since then. Ten wins, waxing people. Ten oh one, yeah, ten oh one. So um, in the group chat, we were like, "Ah, this team ain't got it this year." After <laughs> game one, that the first draw, and we were like, "Yep, that well, there goes soccer." <laughs> they can't. Their their draw was against somebody they had no business drawing against, and uh, yeah, we were like, "Oh, there goes soccer." And then sure enough, you know, they've been balling ever since. You know, do they have, do they have access to our group chat, Jeremy? You know, is this another thing where I'm going to have a dartboard with my face on it? Another scenario, <laughs> yeah. You know, but um, anyways. Anyways, so hopefully football team, the, the men's football team can look at the women's soccer team, the women's volleyball team and, real, and say like, hey, we need a, we need this juice. We need some of this juice and ball out against a, a deplorable team in the Houston Cougars. So um, for Jeremy Gill and the People's Champ, this is your boy, I'll be sure, and you've been listening to, to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.